welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to, is this officially a new season of... No, we, we start the new season. In January? In January. Interesting. Well, welcome just, back to another episode. It, it feels like it because we've been on, we've had like a weird break of like a week, <laughs> which feels like a long time when you're doing this every week. Mm-hmm. So... We are, uh, let's scare my girlfriend to death. I am the girlfriend who has yet to be scared to death, but we've gotten close a few times. We watch uh, horror films thematically by month, and we are starting uh, April. Yeah. April. My name is Cindy with me as always. Josh. There he Hi. is. Hey. Me. I'm trying to kill you. Very slowly. So I can absorb your debt. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I'm good for, hun. You chose well. Same. I got a lot of autographed posters. Yeah. And debt. <laughs> well, let's. What a fun conversation to have as we begin I'm, our podcast. I, I'm an elder millennial. I my my options were slim. I'm a Gen X. <laughs> Just Sorry. A, a baby Gen Xer and an elder millennial. Yeah. Separated by a four gulf years and a lifetime. It wasn't even four years. Seventy. You you were born at the end of seventy nine. I was yeah. born in the middle of eighty two. Right. So it's three. We're good. Anyway, welcome back. Three years. <laughs> three years. There you go. All right. So this is the podcast all about horror movies. What is our theme this month as we begin April? In a word? In a word. Invasion. Okay. Invasion. But like. Are we doing like. But like fun. So not like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nope. Okay. We've already watched the best version of that movie, FYI. The Donald we watched Sutherland. The, the 70s Donald Sutherland one. Yeah. Where so, it's got the end where he's like, Aah! Well, the listener at home, I mean, they can just look down and read what uh, today's movie is, but I do not yet know what is today's you, movie. You, you are aware, because I told you at the last episode, you have just forgotten. Yeah. And, like and you, the like the aforementioned, fact, it's been a minute. It's like. Your brain is like, let's keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it fresh. That's how I try um, to just suffer through life. We are right. <laughs> Who's the president this week? Oh no, my god! No. Oh my god! Um, that's a joke that will stand the test of time <laughs> because we have nothing but terrible presidents. It's true. So uh, we are taking a deep dive for invasion into mm-hmm. at least the first couple weeks of this month into movies that were a massive massive part of my childhood um, you say that i think every week nope because there's things that you know we watch like insidious and shit like that that's like newer okay um and there's movies that like i liked as a kid but these movies were got a lot of airplay when i was a child all right um welcome ladies and gentlemen to critters critters all right i've critters. never seen critters from what i understand <laughs> which might be very limited and wrong in 1986 it's the bastard stepson of gremlins. Oh, I'm I'm here to talk about this. Oh. Um, okay, before we dive into 1986 and the movie this... The, the movie, God Almighty. The year this movie came out in. Okay. I'm going to say this. Um, yes. In the wake of Gremlins, mm-hmm. which came out in 84, Joe Dante's uh, seminal classic Gremlins, there was a slew of little monster movies. Right. Um, like and was Critters. Ghoulies and Munchies and Critters. Um, Critters is, someone's going to fucking try to stab me for saying this. Critters is clearly the best of the bunch. Um, and the reason why Critters is the best of the bunch is because Critters was written before Gremlins. 
and has no ties to gremlins other than the fact they are little creatures. But wasn't it filmed um, after? It was. So the movie was written and they couldn't, like, no studio wanted to make it until suddenly they, everyone was like, do we got a thing with, like, fucking little monsters? Gotcha. And then they're like, yeah, we actually weirdly own this movie called Critters. And they're like, well, fucking make it. Okay. Uh, so it's a new line. <laughs> new line made it. Um, the house that Freddie built, new line, uh, ended up making this movie. Um, because they wanted to cash in on the tiny monsters craze. Tiny monsters. But where, like, Ghoulies and a lot of these other movies aped a lot of the plot points mm-hmm. and were like, ah, ah, this is like a Gremlins ripoff. This movie is has none of that. It is very different from Gremlins. Okay. It just happened to have tiny creatures, so it lucked into a moment in time where it could get it could get made. Okay. It's not its fault. It got made. That's all that matters. So, um, they would have had to do to get on our screen. I will say this. I like Gremlins more, but okay. I've seen Critters way more. Why? I wonder Critters why that too. is. Because, like, I don't know. Gremlins feels like a movie you watch once yeah. a year. Cr- Critters 2. Once a year? Well, okay. Like, you watch it at Christmas. Just like you watch Halloween. Or Halloween at Halloween. Sure. You know, you watch um, I do Black Christmas at Christmas. Neither of those things. You watch Critters things. 2 at Easter. Spoiler alert for next week. <laughs> um... So yeah, let's talk about 1986, which is a fucking incredible year for movies. I was seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, 1986, the year um, had, it was the year of incredible movies and incredible disasters. That was the year that the Challenger shuttle exploded. Yes, it is. We've talked about that yep. on this podcast too often because uh, it was a pretty yeah. good year for movies. That was the year that Pixar was founded. That was the year that the Mirror Space Station launched. Okay. Uh, and then would inevitably fall into the ocean. <laughs> and in the most American thing ever, I think Taco Bell yes. put a mat in the water that in the Pacific. Correct. And like, if it lands in this mat, you get it. You everyone know. gets a taco. Yeah. The entire, everybody who wants a free taco can yeah. go get a taco. Um, Hands Across America happened that year. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I remember that. Which I think about Beer Fest every time I hear Hands Across America. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you since Hands Across America. Uh, and then Chernobyl. Yeah. That thing. You know, um, I have no show, memory of Chernobyl. The show Chernobyl happened that year. <laughs> the incredibly well-made show Chernobyl. Terrifying. Um, the, terrifying the people that we terrifying. gained that year, I uh, just want to throw out a couple names. Robert Pattinson. Okay. Um, thank you for the lighthouse, sir. That movie is mm-hmm. a fundamental piece of who I am currently. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I will confirm his love of that movie. Amanda Bynes. Uh, and oh. I specifically want to call Amanda Bynes because this is in the wake of the 90s con and her like... Her abrupt dismissal. Reality and getting like put in a, having put like a psychiatric hold and all that. Here's the deal. Mental illness is real, y'all. Well, yeah, but here here's the other deal. Um, I'm very hashtag proud of her uh, coming out of a psychotic break, especially wandering around naked. She could have been hurt a lot fucking worse than she was. Yeah. Uh, um, so good on her for coming to her senses when she did, we don't know how quickly. I don't need to know the ins and outs of it, just to let her know that I'm kind of proud of her. Uh, I'm just she's glad handling she's her business. Oh well, she, I'm not gonna say she's okay. I'm just glad that she's safe. Yes, uh, and I hope she gets the best care she can get. And I hope this isn't an excuse for like a shitty family member to exploit the shit out of her and her money. Yeah, so put her under go. a uh, uh, Britney Spears. Yeah, conserv- don't do that. Um, okay, or whatever. that was also the year that we lost. Frank Herbert. There's weirdly, we lost like oh, titans wow. of science fiction. 
when I talk about this year and we talk about next week's episode, we, we lost Titans of Science Fiction both. And that's not the only connection okay. that you'll see. Uh, we lost <laughs> Frank Herbert, James Cagney, Cary Grant. It's like the fucking entirety of classic, classic Hollywood yeah. died. Um, and, and Andre Tarkovsky. So uh, also great filmmakers. We lost great filmmakers in 86 and 88. Well, um, shucks. Yeah. Uh, the movies that came out that year, holy fucking shit. Um, Delta Force <laughs> was the first one I wrote down. Delta Force. Delta Force. Okay. With Chuck the, the Norris. The tour de force that is Chuck Norris. Uh, he kills He kills Robert Forrester, who is playing, he's Robert Forrester, right? Who is very much a white man. You probably know him best as being um, the bail bondsman and Jackie Brown. That's what brought yes. his career back. They paint him brown. Okay. In that movie. And he's a terrorist. Sure. And at the end of the movie, if I remember correctly, or this may just be a fever dream that I've concocted from like different parts of the movie. Most of the 80s was. Um, Chuck Norris has a motorcycle that has rockets in it. Oh. And he he squints. Like he tries to do like a, a, a clint squint. Right. Oh, okay. Clint, and then, it. and then revs the I motorcycle. I hate that term, but I knew exactly what you're yeah. talking about. That's the face uh, I make when I come. No, I Clint squint. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it needs to be called a Clint squint from our, from now. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Vinegar um, face. What? what uh, <laughs> so he revs the motorcycle and then hits a button and a, a missile flies off and kills Robert Forrester, who's painted brown, and um, that's how the movie ends. And it's okay. Sounds ridiculous. Um, so there you go. There, then there's House, like the movie that we love that you were like, this is like the Muppets come out of a closet and there's yep. a scary movie and it's fun. Uh, Pretty in Pink was that, that year. That was a fun movie. Salvador, which is top five most uh, disturbing movies I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Um, Highlander. Ooh, love that. There's so many good movies. The Money Pit. Most of the movies you've bought me like for holidays are, be, like, are being listed right now. Yeah. Um, Money Pit, Top Gun, Poltergeist 2, Cobra. Cobra. That Cindy. is not one of Cindy Cobra. Cobra. Um, crime is a disease. Meet the monotone cure. <laughs> the monotone cure. <laughs> I like that. He is the monotone cure. It's a cult. We're so gonna watch Cobra for this fucking show. It's whatever. Point. It's a cult of axe wielding maniacs that that have to fight Stallone. That has nothing to do with critters. Let's keep going. Um, don't you try to keep me on track. I'm here to have fun. I can't. I put on my fun pants today <laughs> to talk about Cobra, uh, Labyrinth. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we start getting into oh, so Friday the Friday Thirteenth Part Six, which is my my bunny, the best Friday Thirteenth movie. Um, and then let's talk about Crocodile Dundee. I love that movie. Something Wild, Little Shop of Horrors, and then there's a run of movies in 1986, which I would argue are amongst the best films that came out in the 80s. Okay. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. I know. You love that movie. I love that movie so much. It does. Um, Aliens. Good came movie. Out in 86. The Fly came out in 86. Oh, we're sitting in front of a poster of that right now. Uh, Night of the Creeps came out in 86. <laughs> Manhunter came out in 86. Poster of that in the other room. Um, and Blue Velvet. Poster that in the other room. Blue velvet. <laughs> it is one of your favorites. I love it so much. Mm. Um, okay, so Critters. Um, this movie, and mm. I've already blown, I've this already blown movie. it next week's movie, are sh- very short. <laughs> <laughs> they are 
Very short. That's um, why I like them. So Critters is PG-13. It is one hour and 26 minutes long. Still too scary for my one son. Um, yeah, he's a bitch. Oh, uh, that's rude. April 11th, 1986 is when Critters rolled into theaters. Rolled. Um, the tagline for there's The tagline is, the battle began in another galaxy. It's about to end in the Browns' backyard. Oh. Um, it is co-written and directed by Stephen uh, Herrick, the director of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Love that. The 1991-ish Three Musketeers movie that we love, love that. so much. Love that. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus and the live-action 101 Dalmatians movie. <laughs> very strange. His career was what a wild. very strange <clears throat> career, but yeah. I, I'm um, fascinated by it. It's based on a story, and it's co-written by Dominic Muir, who was the writer of The Ginger Dead Man. The Ginger Dead Man. That's right. Do you, okay. Well, hold on. Because we'll never watch these movies, I don't think. So I'm just going to go ahead and ruin it for you now. All right. The Ginger Dead Man. Do you remember how in Chucky, um, Charles E. Ray's character, the violent psychopath, yes. puts his soul inside a Chucky doll? How could I forget? Uh, okay, so... Imagine that, but it's Gary Busey, oh, and his soul I already was. goes inside a gingerbread man, and he becomes an evil <sighs> gingerbread man. That is and not it, something that got money. It, it did. It made a lot of money. And it, it, he runs around, and it's the voice of Gary Busey, but it's a little gingerbread man. Um, okay, so he wrote that. He wrote wow. Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, Oh, and then all of the Evil Bong movies. For full, full Empire Pictures for Charlie Band, who I met this past weekend. How how many movies is that? That's a lot. <laughs> okay. So you go. Uh, okay. Let's. You, you do movies that you love and that are art, and then you do movies to sometimes, make money to make that sometimes art. Sometimes you just do what you got to do. That's right. Um, but also, Ginger Dead Man is hilarious and it's fun. Is it good? Not no. really. Is it fun? Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, okay. The cast of this thing. Okay. Uh, there's some weirdly like big character actor heavy hitters. Uh, so we're going to start by the top build name, which is D Wallace horrors mom. Yeah. She plays Helen Brown. She's the mom in ET. She's the mom in Cujo. Um, she's the reporter lady in the howling. Oh yeah, that's right. She's in the frighteners where she plays the daughter who's crazy. And she's Mm -hmm. like, my mom thinks I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. It's like, yes, you are. Yes, she is. You're hiding your, your, the ashes of your husband. That you married in before you killed everyone in that hospital. Uh, and then we have M. Emmett Walsh, who plays Harv. Uh, he's Harv. he's a blood simple. He's a Blade Runner. Um, he's old as shit, still with us. Old as shit. Um, oh. He was in Knives Out. <laughs> he was the guy who ran the little security thing where they're like, he had the cassette, like the VHS tapes. <laughs> that little tiny old man. Okay. Like, oh, everything would be on these tapes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just bring that, anything I can tie into Knives Out, I know how much you love it. Um, and then best name of the movie, Billy Greenbush. Billy Greenbush. That's, it. that's, the, that's the actor's name. Uh, he plays Jay Brown. I really toned his name down from his real name. He's in The Hitcher, Five Easy Pieces, and Jason Goes to Hell. Those are wildly <laughs> different. Yeah, it's they like are. a heartfelt drama starring Jack Nicholson where he's kind of like a third lead in it. Okay. And then he ends up being the sheriff and Jason goes to hell. Um, so there you go. Then there's Scott Grimes, who's Brad Brown or Bradley Brown. He was in Party of Five. He was in Band of Brothers. He was in ER. He's the voice of Steve Smith, the kid, in um, 
uh, American Dad. Okay. So he's done a shitload of that. Uh, and then we've got the most unlikeliest hero of the franchise, Don Keith Opper. That is a name. Yeah. Um, he's Charlie McFadden. Um, <laughs> I love him so much. He is the only person who appears in all four Critters movies. And all four. Good for him. And I love him dearly. All right. Um, weirdly, like a human, I really wanted me to make a mention who has only ever done one. Um, and then there's Nadine Vandervalde. Vandervalde. Yeah, I think it's how you say her name. She's April Brown. She's the other sister. She was in Munchies, and she's gone on to produce, like, a ton of children's shows. Cool. Um, her boyfriend, though, that she brings to the farm on a date, and they try to fuck in a barn. Because, of course. That's Billy Zane. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, so, Steve Elliott, Billy Zane, he was in Titanic, The Phantom, Twin Peaks, Dead Calm. Dead Calm fucking rules, if you've never seen it, by the way. Um, so, there's that. And then... I want to throw out a little love for Terrence Mann, who Terrence plays Mann. Johnny Steele. Oh, that's a name. Slash Ugg. Um, <laughs> he plays two that characters. It all makes sense when you see it. He was in the show Sense Eight. He's in Critters One, Two, and Four. Has the second most appearances of Critters. He had movies. something going on for three. I love him so much. Also, he's from Ashland, Kentucky. Nice local which boy. Is not far from here. Not far at all. So I love you, Terrence Mann. Uh, and then lastly, just keep an eye out for Lynn Shay. Young, early Lynn Shay. Don't know who that is. Um, yeah, you do. So Lynn Shay uh, plays Sally. She is the lead lady in the Insidious movies. Remember the the one that they call in? Oh, yes. The one that she's like, oh, I'm so glad yep. I can help. I know who you're Josh, talking I've about. I've known you my whole life. Or, yep. yeah, I've known, you, I've known you your whole life, you know. Um, she's also in There's Something About Mary. She's the neighbor. Yep. She's the landlady in Kingpin. Was it? Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Like, that's, that's Lynn Shay. Uh, I do know who that is. Sister of the guy who runs that little studio, Bob Shea. Cool. So there you go. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, Roll is around. the 1986 fun-ass movie, Critters. Critters. Okay. Critters. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster of the movie, and I try to tell you what it's about. I've kind of already shown my hand on this. Enjoy. Um, so the, Enjoy this ridiculous This is a, a furry little animal looks like it's from like an 80s video game in a cornfield i'm going to say that it's an alien and it it uh some humans find them adorable and they're so cute but they're actually violent murdering creatures there that's what i say i will say that you definitely got one thing right there is someone who finds these things adorable and okay. that person is me Aww. um okay i just want to point out that um before we get off here, the critters themselves were designed, and I mean, like, I think in all the movies, but they're definitely, like, in the first two films, were designed and built by the Kyoto Brothers. Okay. Who, their big claim to fame, other than the critters and, like, weird stop motion shit, is they, the three brothers, wrote and directed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Which is and they another poster we're sitting in front of. So there you go. If you love Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you'll, love you'll this. probably enjoy the shit out of Critters. Lovely. It's not as campy, but it sure as shit is as fun. <laughs> Lovely. Right, um, so I all have right, the, where can we watch this? I have the Scream Factory box set. It's got all four of them in it. Obviously. Um, Anyone who knows us knows that that's what we have just sitting on the shelf. It's on Prime, so you can watch it on Prime. Okay, so it's uh, easily I accessible. Gotta, I think you gotta rent it, but it's like three bucks. It's worth it. Well, it's cheaper than a movie ticket. It's so much fun. All right, well, until then fucking critter <laughs> mind the doors <laughs> bye
all the planets in the galaxy. They chose ours. They hide in small places. This phone is dead. What? They light the dark. Jay, any luck? Just a minute. There's nothing cute about them. They've come a long way, and they're hungry. watched critters uh and one of us liked it a lot more than the other and that's saying something because we both liked it just one of us liked it a lot more Wait, which one's which i don't know josh which one's which one of us knew going into this movie that this was a childhood standard that never <laughs> fails to make their day better every time they watch it and it did make your day better because it's like you wrapping watched... yourself in a warm blanket yeah we watched when we watched house you very specifically were like, this is like a Jim Henson fun horror movie. Right. And I think in that episode, it was even like, point for Critters. Right. Um, I liked Critters. I thought it was funny. I'm, and it was cute for what it was. But you goddamn loved it. I love this movie. I fucking challenge anyone that's having a bad day to set aside an hour and 26 minutes and watch uh-huh. this movie. And when that fucking critter eats that firework <laughs> and he goes... And like expands, and then like smoke comes out of his mouth, and he's like, ah, and he falls over to, to not, not be like, that was fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and, no, sure. You know the best part about watching critters? What? What's the best part? And you're like, it was pretty good. Is we have There's critters another two one. to look forward to. And critters two is way more fun than the first critters. See? So holy shit, it's all uphill from here. All right. So as I try to recap this ridiculous movie, there is. <laughs> As my aunt said, whoa, this took a turn. Uh, this is a movie about an escaped uh, an escaped pod of alien prisoners Krites. known as Krites. And they, of course, crash land to Earth. And they are, um, what are the things from uh, tri- Tribbles from Star Trek? Yes. They're just these little round balls of fluff. And With teeth. With tea. Well, yeah, there are these little round balls of fluff that get bigger as they eat and they eat everything and um, they crash land to Earth specifically in this one, <laughs> this one little podunk town in, in Kansas and the uh, shape-shifting bounty hunters that are tracking them. That is the movie. It all, and it all takes place in about one night. Yes. So I'm just going to read the MDB synopsis and then I've got things. Okay. I've got things to talk about. Please. Um, a group of small but vicious alien creatures called Krites escape from an alien prison transport vessel and land near a small farm town on Earth, pursued by two shape-shifting bounty I'm pretty Boom. spot on Yours right was now, a bro. little more in-depth. So here's, let's fucking do this real fast. What's that? Um, so this movie is essentially a 
fun little tiny creature alien western. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they, I looked at him at the beginning and went, is this aliens meets Con Air? They legit like, uh, yeah, kind of. break out of prison. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that like the first time we really see them, they blow a hole in that asteroid. And then you see them going, ah, just like laughing. Yeah. And they steal that ship and they take off. Uh, and then they have to call in legit like two Old West bounty hunters yeah. with thumb heads that are like, have thumb no faces. Heads, I like that. Uh, and then they they have to track him down. And he even does the Boba Fett thing. The guy who sends him where he's like, try not to make as big a mess oh, I, this yeah. time. And they they basically, like, in my head, I, I imagine one of them being like, no promises. Because it's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And then it, so then it's this thing where, like, they juxtapose scenes of, like, them coming to Earth with this family. And, I, okay, this movie works as well as it does. Fucking fight me, people. This movie works really well because the family is amazing and like likable and flawed and fun. Yeah, and, and like it feels like a real family. Like it feels like a real family, right? Like the dad's kind of a dick, but like <laughs> not like a super dick. Just not like, like in a, a like scary a, way, like just a, in a bumbling Homer Simpson like way. Yeah, like in a you know, I'm I'm trying to raise two kids that are very different in age. And one is a girl who is all about boys, and I've got a son who just likes to blow shit up, <laughs> right? So then you got the two kids, and then it, they start out with, like, this adversarial relationship. And then as the movie goes on, like, they're like, you know, love you, right? Like, yeah, be safe. adorable. Like, you know, the true colors, like, we actually care about each other. And then, like, D. Wallace anchors the whole thing with, like, being the mom. Being sweet and making it all seem so, like, the yeah. family stuff and that's the thing about this movie. It's an hour and 26 minutes long. If you take away that opening of them blasting out of the asteroid and everything, mm-hmm. there's like a solid 40-ish minutes where it's just like family drama. A family drama. drama, yeah. That is true. That introduces you to the characters and makes you care about them. That's what an exposition does. But Yeah, but like you don't see that that often, especially in like movies this short. Normally it's like you hit the ground running and it's like, oh, there's this thing. And like, right. oh, no, no, no. Like this movie this did takes have a nice. It had a nice little story. Minutes to be like, here's this adorable family living on a farm. Nice little Grover's five Bend. act. This little town called Grover's Bend. That's Grover's Bend's the name of the town Orson Welles used in his radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. So that was a little tip of the cap. But mm-hmm. like, you meet the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, you meet Charlie, the who, town drunk. Well, slash but like, used to be a contender. He's okay. We should talk about Charlie for a second. Oh, right. Because he's going to play a bigger role in subsequent Critters movies, of which we will watch one. Well, I was going to say, shouldn't we save that for when we watch it? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, him in terms of this movie. Because he has, like, an arc over, like, the four movies. Like, really, you could watch the first two movies, and you're like, holy shit. Like, that He was the one, if you remember from uh, about five minutes ago, listening, that is the only one who shows up in all the movies. Yeah, he's in all four Critters movies. He's also a producer. He helped write some of the extra scenes. A um, little bit of everything. He basically, that actor slash that character, what he is there for is, um, okay, I think every town's got one. And mine was named Homer. Okay. And I think in your hometown, it's your dad. <laughs> 
Are you meant to talk about the town weirdo? Where there's like a there's no he's not like, like the weird, guy who just kind like of sweet goes around. The, oh, that's there's not my like dad. a town. <laughs> that's not my dad. There's like a town mentally ill person. We have one here in uh, that everyone in town here is near just the cottage. Like, that's old so and so. Yeah, he's just like sweet guy. He's just, nice, but he's. A little slow. He, he hears walks voices to the library every day. Whatever. Because, like, the thing with Charlie is, yes, he drinks all the time, but he believes that he hears broadcasts through his teeth, <laughs> which screams of, like... Mental illness. Mental illness issues. Like, schizophrenia. Exactly. So, when he's kind of proven right, even though, like... <laughs> Nobody believes him. Also, he's still crazy. Like, he's still right. a crazy person. And like, he's still drinking. He's right? still the like, town drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's... He's the best friend of the boy in the family. Yeah. Right? Correct. Which... He's like, he he's a farmhand on there. Yeah, like, he helps work on farm. stuff, and he was going to be a big-time baseball player and all this stuff, and he's now an alcoholic. And really, the only person who gives a shit about Charlie um, is Scott Grimes' character, Brad. The little kid. And, like, they're best friends. And I don't know, I always love that dynamic between the two of them. Like, because we had Homer, and he was weird. <laughs> dangerous and like oh. we weren't supposed to be around him and uh, that that's um, more that's not charlie that's more what i think the people said about my dad yeah charlie is more in the vein of like Artie, strongest man in the world yes right beep, like beep. he's just this fun weirdo who plays with slingshots with you and is like not a fucking like yeah. he's crazy just but he's little, not like dangerous yeah, just a little slow crazy yeah um a little on the weird side it's all right buddy. and like i i do hit like, on the head a few too many times with those fastballs i do like I mean? the they one of the things they do in this movie, which is like a nice little touch, when they're intercutting between the aliens coming, like all oh, the critters are coming, mm-hmm. um, and then the family is, Charlie accidentally shoots the sister, and then oh yeah, with and the then slingshot. and then Brad takes he owns it. He's like, no, it was me, because he knows his dad will like lose his shit, probably yep. fire him, and so he like falls on a sword and ends up getting punished, <laughs> and all to protect his friend. Which going back and watching it, it makes me really happy. Because, I, well, well, when we get to Critters 2, we'll talk about it. There's a scene in Critters 2 that just every time I watch it, it makes my heart melt because it just makes me happy because I fucking love these characters and love these movies. Um, All right. So the Critters show up and they do Have a- you guys figured out which one of us loved it a whole lot more <laughs> than the other? Here's the thing. Is that guessing game over? Here's the thing. I'm going to out you real fast. I said I liked it fine. Because, like, as soon as it's over, you're like, that was really fun. That was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, you're not outing me. I said that at the top. I was like, I I like this movie. <laughs> you just liked it a whole lot more. Um, like, I didn't mind The Lighthouse. I like, You just liked it a whole lot more. I like a, anything horror by default a whole lot more than you. That's just how my brain's wired. Okay. So, like, I think every... Have we ever done an episode where you've liked something more than I've liked? No. There has to be something. I don't think so. Check the Wikipedia. <laughs> Someone go back and listen to every episode and tell us. It definitely wasn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah. Um, so the critters show up. They do what critters do, which is GC fucking everything. Eat, and they start growing. Destroy. Uh, and then the bounty hunters show up. Um, they are unnamed in this movie. We found out in the second movie they are Ugg and Lee, which is fun. Um, and then they are shapeshifters, as mm-hmm. previously said. So um, when they're flying to Earth... They essentially watch MTV and the Holocaust and all, you know, they're getting like a crash course in Earth history. Um, 
And the one bounty hunter makes his face into the popular song of the day, and he kind of remains it. Yeah. The second guy is kind of like the goofball of the group. And so he just keeps shape-shifting into different people they see to kind of freak them out. And so, like, he sh- shape-shifts into, like, the dead um, police officer. But because he hasn't seen a human, he shapeshift into the dead version like he's blue and has like a you know and then he becomes the pastor he becomes charlie and that trait continues into the second film but i just cindy i want to ask you a question okay i just want to say something to you um power of the night streets are calling that was the stealing from the light shadows crawling yeah that was the song that was uh (laughs) i guess supposed to be the big hit of the movie maybe it was weird um so yeah basically they show up critters get into like a shooting battle i did tell you i enjoyed the fact that like this is a pg-13 movie so they, <laughs> they essentially had one use of the word fuck to burn correct and they used it on a critter yeah they used it on a closed caption of a critter being like fuck. damn weapons fuck like one of them gets shot and explodes and then he, the other one goes fuck and then they he takes off down the hallway yeah um fucking brilliant brilliant and then it, it ends with Charlie and Brad blowing up the spaceship with uh, one of Brad's explosives that he's made. He carries around firecrackers. And Charlie throws baseball style a Molotov cocktail. Base- and then yeah. it blows up after they save the sister. Woo! Have the shootout. And then uh, the house. The critters are dicks, by the way. The critters <laughs> fly over. They, they intentionally fly over the brown farm and then blow it up. Yep. Um, and that was a real full-sized yeah, building. Yeah, just ha ha. And they're like, ah, 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 ah. And then they take off and then yeah, explode. Yeah, the noise. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And then <laughs> um, the house was rebuilt through the power of, like, alien magic. Now, didn't you say you watched the, uh... the... The alternate ending, that doesn't happen. They just basically get back in the car and take off with a cat. Good luck getting the insurance out of this. So, it is what it is. <laughs> um, this is a movie where... You could try to apply all kinds of, like, shit to it, but it's just meant to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think this movie says more about where Hollywood was when this movie got made than, like, what was going on in the zeitgeist. I agree. Um, Like, we talked a little bit about how this movie got made in the wake of... uh, Gremlins. The weird tiny monster boom that happened after Gremlins. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Basically, people were like, what do we have that's got little things in it? All right, make it. Let's fucking make it. Throw money at it. So it's crazy to me that Stephen Herrick, the director, who would go on, we talked about doing like, don't tell him Babysitter's Dead and like Bill and Ted's Lex Adventure and everything. Uh, so the guy who wrote and direct, like, so, all right, Stephen Herrick directed <laughs> this movie. He's so excited, Dominic everyone. Moore he can't. He's so wrote excited. It. And so basically this is how it worked. They were working for Roger Corman. One of them was like working as an editor and there was working in the mail room and they became friends. And there was such a call for like little monster movies that they were able to sell this to New Line and get on it as the only writer and director team on the movie. Okay. And he had never made anything before. This is his first ever. That's awesome. They were able to leverage this script, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Into and a whole franchise. Granted, apparently the original script is very, it's a lot darker. Like some of the family died, like the dad dies in the original script. Yeah, I can see um, that. So they do that. And then <laughs> a, like a, not a major studio, but like a mini studio says, yes, you can, you've never made anything before. We want to make Critters so <laughs> we bad. W- we want a little, we want a little 
roly, cute, furry thing that's actually terrifying. Like, sure, you can make it. Like, we'll give you the money to make it. Like, it. Mm-hmm. it's that thing of, like, Hollywood chases. They're always, like, studios are always chasing yeah. the hot property rather yep. than, like, Making trying to get ahead property. of the curve. Right. So. That's our, that is the fault of Hollywood. I, I just think that was interesting. And, like, I told you before we recorded this that, like, some of the critters were just bowling balls <laughs> with, like, fur wrapped around them. And they would just, like, roll them into frame when they had to be, like, rolling. It was very fun. Uh, they had one critter that could, like, roll. That could actually, like, be maneuvered. He was, like, controlled with, like, a... So that one got all the close Like a monster truck, basically, controller. Um, So, yeah, anytime, like, you see a critter rolling and it turns, it's that one critter. Yeah, that's Um, true. Yeah, so the Kyotos came in and did all the critter effects, except for the giant critter. That was the thing that was added later. Like, the studio wanted them to add it, and then, like, Hmm. everyone that was making the movie was, like... We don't want to do this. Yeah, it did seem a little shoehorned. They cut around it as much as they do because they put a little person inside the suit and then they started filming it and they're like, this looks looks awful. awful. Um, Yeah, I can see that. So, um, I can, yeah. Yeah, you only really see like the tail, the arm, the, you see it walking away. Now that you say that, like, oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely see where they they're on they're on the side of the audience here of like, look, we don't want to shoot this either. Sorry, they're making us. This is a studio note. Yeah, I, I, and it's I just think it's worth noting that yes, Gremlins made more money, mm-hmm. obviously, but like, there's four Gremlins movies technically. Hold on, there's four in the original continuity, and then I think there's like two newer ones. So there's like five or six Gremlins movies. Okay, we only ever got or sorry, two, five or six. Critters movies. Critters movies. There's only two Gremlins movies. And oh. then doing the new Gremlins thing. So, I don't know. Um, Do you love it? So, yeah. Like, we talked we talked about it. Gremlins was like a movie that is That, that started the trend. And then this one just kind yeah. of kind of jumped in on well, the coattails. That. But, like, for me personally, like, do you like Gremlins or Critters more? Um, I think Gremlins has the better effect... And storyline, but Critters, you're right, has much more likable characters. It's just more fun. And it's more fun to watch, yeah. Like, I'd agree. I think, if I'm saying, like, which is the, the better movie, it's mm-hmm. Gremlins. Which is the movie I go back and watch more often and have more fun with, it is Critters. Okay. Um, yeah, Critters is just... A good time. Fun. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, it's like a PG-13 fun little movie. So, <laughs> I talked to you a little bit about this. Do you think your kids would or could watch this? Like, I think that if we can get the uh, the twelve year old to get over his worry slash fear of everything, of everything, I think this is a movie he would really think is fun. It, it's just the right amount of cheese and fun and adorable. You know, it, it's cute, but you know, he's scared of everything. If we can get him over that, because there's some. I mean, they're not jump scares it's more just like oh oh but i I think he'll be okay with that or we'll see yeah and it's funny you mentioned update uh when we get to critters two if he watched critters one the the thing you mentioned about the jump scares some of the jump scares weren't in the movie until the mpaa rated it okay like the billy zane scene where he reaches for the the tape player yes and that fucking bites his hand originally they just had it pop out and bite his hand but, like, the MPA was, like, if you show him being bit that way, it's an R. 
So they had to like make that oh. weird cut where he reaches and you see it pop it's up. It's very awkward. Cuts, which makes it like more of a jump scare. Yes. Okay. And then suddenly his fingers are, but that was because the MPA was okay. like. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Cut these, like literally being like cut these five frames because we can't see, like we could see him waving around a stump with like missing fingers. But yeah. we can't show the critter physically biting his hand. I felt so at the end of the movie, you know, the, the uh, bounty hunters like bloop, 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 and they like fix the house back and everything's exactly as it's supposed to be. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, what about the boyfriend? And Josh is like, oh, yeah, he's still dead, though. Oh, OK. One, one assumes <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to worry about that. Maybe here's my I'm going to posit a theory. Mm. What if he. They brought him back to life with like a ton of money. Like he's got a ton of money now. And he gets like a little private jet he flies, like a little private plane. And then he starts like hanging out in Twin Peaks. <laughs> and then Twin Peaks and Critters Maybe are like linked. They're one the big same universe. World, same universe. Can we get a David Lynch that's how, that's how, Critters why, movie, please? That's why he dropped, like, dropped in in the second season and then yeah. disappeared. Um, I will say this. Speaking of Billy Zane, two things. One, if you... If you love Billy Zane, if you think Billy Zane with a rat tail <laughs> will do it for it's you. Not, it's not a rat tail. It's, it's a mullet ponytail. Yeah. Then this is the movie for you. He's got like this weird flowing, awkward mullet. Um, it, awkward so is yes, definitely the correct word. If, that is, if that's the thing that'll do it for you, then, then this boy, movie might yeah. do it for you. Boy, do we um, have you uh, The other thing is they, the, what they shot of Billy Zane dying was like the bloodiest part of the movie yes and apparently it was a lot like at one point they had like i saw a picture of like his hollowed out stomach and a critter was gonna pop out of it and there was gonna be blood everywhere that sounds and the studio and the studio was like yeah and then the mpa was like no "No, none of this can be shown absolutely not which is why you, you just have like they shot like hours of billy zane in blood with like appliances on him and then the only thing that makes it in the movie is, is like is him holding a critter to his stomach and like screaming as he like rolls around <laughs> can you imagine sitting there on opening night and you're seeing the first cut and you're like ah, huh so the three-day shoot and the prosthetic for hour huh okay okay yeah but I mean, I guess that's I would feel bad. Them's the breaks of Hollywood. I would feel bad if, if honestly, if you take D. Wallace out of the equation, Billy Zane is clearly the biggest star in that movie currently. Not yeah, when he got he had hired. the longest career. Not when he got hired, obviously, but like now, you're in Titanic. You're good. Like people are like, it's weird that Billy Zane's only in like three scenes. Yeah, it's like yeah, because he wasn't fucking Billy Zane. Yeah. He was just a, he, he he was just like a good looking yet. dude to get murdered by a fucking critter because they didn't want to kill off another family. So there you go. Um, would you watch this with your eldest? He won't watch it, but he would watch it to like laugh maybe, but he, he would wouldn't be, be able to look off the phone long enough. He'd be mean about it. Yeah. I would prefer watching this with uh, the 12 year old and uh, I did watch it with my aunt who's, you know, but she's only like 16 years older than me. I think this is a fun movie that my mom could watch. This is right up her scary story, you know, little alley. Yeah, this feels like a like a 50s style alien yes. horror movie. That's like, at no point are you like, this is real and it's scary. Well, this it's was not like, like alien. This it's... was made in, what, 86? Yeah. And to the Came people who were in charge. Well, so we assume that it was written in like the late 70s because it was shelved for a while. Which means the people who are writing it were writing about, like, 
their childhood or the idealized version that Hollywood wanted yeah. to portray at that time. You know, kind of like now everything's taking place in the 80s and 90s. Late 50s, early 60s probably is one. And so that's why it's like this little prairie stay-at-home mom and a farmer and only one gun. And like, "Mm, that's not how that goes, but okay. Yeah. Well, it's also like the fan. It's very much like a Western. It's almost like they wanted wanted to shoot a Western with critters in it. Right. But they're like, there's no way we can have the budget to make this take place in like the 18th. It would actually probably be more interesting if it was in black and white. So. If they just purposely shot it that way. I don't know. I, I'm fucking enjoy the show. I know. And I am over the fucking moon. About next week. To talk about Critters 2 and watch it with you. <laughs> For Easter. Oh, that's, that is our Easter yeah. special. How exciting. He has risen. And by he, I mean the Critters. <laughs> well, on All that note, them. join us next week. But until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Critters fucking rules. <laughs>